Hello, 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 and welcome into another episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. This is episode number 43. As we get closer to the good old 50 we talked about for a while. From my side, I feel like every time we have Monday off, uh, these feel like they come in a lot faster than usual. Hmm. Really? Like, I don't really, I feel like I don't really pay attention to having that day off, and then all of a sudden I have to put the questions out, and it kind of stresses me out. Well, all I can say to you is you can always let me take control. You keep saying that, but we're going to have this live now. You keep saying that. You're going to, you want to post on my Instagram and come and have them handle my account. And that's not happening. Could you imagine? I could totally have fun with that. Yeah, no. Or you could post on your account with all the followers you got. So that's what I'm saying. This is kind of just how it is. But even though they come fast around, we're definitely prepared this week. We have some really good responses back this week. I told you the dating stuff always has funny responses. People always kind of give longer answers or uh, tell some funny stories. So I feel like that's kind of the area where we're going to have our best responses, I feel like. So that's from when, even when I was by myself to now with us podcasting, every time it has to do with relationships, people always give the best answers. So we'll go right into it. Question number one, the biggest age gap dating wise you've ever had. And there's a lot of numbers. So 7, 6, 15, 6, 10, 12, 7, two more 6s, 3, which is pretty low, 13, 7, 4. The person with 4 said that the person thought it was too much and broke it off. And then the person, another person said 13, but it was a terrible date and never hooked up. Hmm. So massive numbers there. Sounds like a lot of numbers. Was one of them 15, you said? Yes. I'm so, let's see now, I wish I would have had the, the idea to ask a follow-up question. And are you still with the person if you had this significant age gap? Because I'd love to know, like, the 15 years, is that, like, still happening? Some people were, and, and some weren't. So, like, I, I mean, obviously, for me, knowing most of these people, I, I can tell by their Instagrams. But for the most part, um, it definitely seemed like people were saying, like, it was, like, past stuff. Hmm. Um, the 15 years was a guy. Really? Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think it's happening anymore. So by, by the way, he said it. So the, all the other ones were mostly girls. I had, we had one guy with 15 years. We had one guy with seven and then everything else was girls that were super high. Seven, six, fifteen. Oh, no, not 15. The two, the couple 12s, a 13, two 13s actually. Hmm. So got some cougars in the house. Yeah. Well, but if you go back to like what science has proven, the male matures slower than the females. So that's probably just evening out the, you know, the playing field, having that gap with the women. Yeah. I mean, I feel like part of it too, not to get into uh, or having me feel attacked, but I think there also is some family dynamic there. What do you mean? Like, I feel like there could be, like, family dynamic of, like, like parents and being involved, right, for either side. Like, if a parent's gone, usually, right, you try to find, like, that figure to fit, fit your role of your life. Oh, I see your point. So, for instance, like, if you were out of my life, right, I would probably date somebody to fill that spot. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I could totally see that. I mean, I've dated, well, I mean, my first, my first real, what I would call, thought was love, was six years older than me. And I was 15 and he was 21. And I've, I, other than your father, pretty much, I think all the men I've dated have been much older. I mean, you're- Was there a reason why? 
it, I didn't, there wasn't an emotional connection to it, but I do remember when I was in therapy years ago, the guy mentioned something to me. <laughs> he said something to that effect, like, you know, he, you know, they started asking about the dad. Right. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. and I, and you know, back then I was total Boston. So I was like, we are not effing going there. And the guy's like, he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I already know what you're trying to do. You're trying to tell me that I'm dating these older men. Cause my dad's gone and I'm not doing this with you because you know what? Everything's fine with me and my dad. And the guy was like, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. He, he probably like sat right there and just like wrote down on his pad like I have my answer without like you know what? answer is right there. Thank you. No no more words needed. And it is you know I thought like I was thinking about that question and I was like oh yeah ten ten years is the most but actually when I was <laughs> oh god oh god we're all figuring it out live here we go when people. I was like nineteen maybe it was before I dated your father I dated a man that. I think was in his 40s. And he was my dental hygienist. He asked me out after he had cleaned my teeth several times. And he, I guess like apparently I found out while we were dating because we dated for a few months that uh, he had a crush on me from like the day that he cleaned my teeth. <laughs> like the first time he cleaned That's my teeth. And so he asked me out and I said yes. And I couldn't stay in the relationship because I seriously like, honestly, it made me feel like a call girl. Like when we'd be out, people would be looking at us you know, and it would be fine if we weren't like doing any, you know, public uh, display of affection. But then yeah. if we started holding hands or kissing, I swear I felt like I was a prostitute or something. It was like, okay, I, I can't do this. And I just had to tell him. And he was, you know, heartbroken. And it's funny. I just, I just went by that area, that dentist, like in Santa Barbara about a week ago. And I thought about him. I was like, I wonder how, like, if he's even still alive. Like, what would that make him? If I'm in my 50s, he's got to be in his 70s or maybe even close to 80. Yeah, probably 70s, close to 80, yeah. I mean, I've heard people say that, though, that, like, they do. So I've talked to a few girls before that have told me that they do enjoy dating older guys, but they don't like the public part to it. Yeah, I mean, the part that, for me, the part that I appreciate in the the older part of it is that, at least in this particular situation, was... This person was very, very conscious about treating me like a woman. You know, he didn't treat me like a little girl. He didn't, tre- he treated me with respect. He treated me with like, we were dating. I mean, he took me on real dates and he yeah. wasn't all about, you know, trying to get in my pants. It wasn't any of that. Like he was very, very respectful. I feel like it made me feel uncomfortable though, because society didn't find it acceptable. And, and, you yeah. know, after a while I started, I mean, I really did start doing like the math in my head and I was like, okay, I, I mean, we, I think he was probably over 20 years older than me, honestly. And what was ironic is we went on a double date with my dentist and his dent and my dentist's daughter, or my dentist, I don't know if it was girlfriend or wife, I can't remember, but was like 30 years younger than him. And I was like, okay, I, I. I got to I got to tap out here. Like this is too creepy. Like I couldn't do it. It was just weird. Yeah. I mean that's kind of starts a trend that he's dating somebody really young, you know. The guy his in his office really that young. cleans teeth is yeah. dating somebody young. I mean there was like a little weird creepy thing there, but I you know, I don't know. I feel like there is something to be said though that we do I believe that we do look for our parents regardless of age, right? It's not about an age thing, but we do we do have traits that we grow up feeling comfortable with. And unknowingly, yep. we, we kind of attract to that, right? So I feel like that that's there already. And then I do feel like when we have those situations where somebody's older, 
maybe maybe there is a little bit more to it you know where you're looking for a father figure but you don't know it or you know a mother figure and you don't know it i i tend to attract men that are the baby of the family an only child and are really like super close to their mothers like like yeah so it inevitably what do you think they're looking for Somebody to take care of them. They're looking for their mother. Another their mom, yeah. And they and they don't know it. I don't know it, but I I signed up like, oh yeah, you want me to take care of you? I'll fix you and rescue you, and I'll do everything. And then all of a sudden, I'm like resentful and hating life, and they're and they're resentful and hating me for trying to be their mother. So it's really interesting how but that like dynamic the opposite. Plays out. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not being their mom. Like you're like trying to be their mom, but you're actually being hard on them, which like the parent wasn't right. So it's like you're not being. You're being like the hard ass mom, and they're used to like nice ass mom <laughs> yeah they're used to like okay honey you want an ice cream even though you didn't eat your dinner and i'm like yeah. uh, no nobody gets ice cream until everything on your plate's eaten and they're like you know what screw you i'm going out and getting my own ice cream and then all hell breaks loose maybe when you become a grandma that'll change oh no when i'm a grandmother i already have all <laughs> i have the evil plans I'm going to drop my like already pre- beautiful grandchildren off to you all covered with chocolate and sugar. And they're going to be all hyped up. And I'm going to be like, bye, honey. I love you. And you're going to have your children going, daddy, mommy. And they're going to be going psycho. And I'm going to be sitting out the door going, <laughs> and you thought that yeah, you didn't think that I knew terrible. about all those things. Yeah, that's really, that doesn't make you look forward to having children, to be honest with you. That's definitely something that has maybe want to slow it down and not want them because that sounds like an absolute nightmare. Well, good. It uh, works out. I don't want to be a grandmother yet. So yay. No, I'm day. The plan is not to have any rush for that one anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, from my side, I think the most I've ever done was three years. So I'm not really, I mean, some of these numbers are massive. I have not even a fourth of that on some of them. And I feel like, yeah, that like a bigger gap than that would just feel kind of weird. I don't know if I could be the flip side of these people where I could date somebody 10 years younger than me. I just don't know if, I don't know, I haven't been put in that position yet, but I just feel like that's a lot. That's just a lot. I would Different think, stages of yeah, life. Yeah, that would be weird. Like, think about, I mean, think about that. Like, really think about that. You're 26 and you're dating a 16-year-old. Hell no. Okay, well, <laughs> it's not even like, that's not ever happening, right? It's like, no, no, no. That, that is weird in general. But if, you can't even have a, a legal beer? Like, no. Nah. <laughs> But no, like if no you shot. if you were twenty, well, you are twenty six, and you dated a twenty one year old. I mean, five years. Yeah, that that's still they're legal uh, to drink. They're legal to have sex, and they're five years younger than you. But they're not. Maybe they're yeah. not. You know, finished with college, or you know, they don't have their career kind of set. Yeah, I think where your life stage is at is an important thing. I think sometimes, like. If you, I mean, from what I've, at least from my personal joy, joy ride, I would say, is that I just think I need somewhere where it's like the, the paths are very similar to each other on, on what we're trying to get to. I just feel like the, the college thing is kind of, it does like college is hard. It really is. It's not easy. It's just like kind of takes different, like college seems like all the time stress where work, you can kind of get away from it on the weekends and stuff, you know, I don't know. It just seems like a different like if you have a paper to write and it's due on Monday, like you still be spending time doing it Friday and Saturday or Sunday, right? Like at school always felt, I always said to me that I hated school more than work. Like work's stressful, but like school just kind of sucks. I don't know. I hated it. Like <laughs> go to college, everybody, but I hated school. So we shouldn't expect you to go back and get your bachelor anytime soon. 
I have my bachelor's. Your master's. Master's. I was gonna say, whoa, whoa, don't even try. We're not going there. Uh, Your master's. No mastery. See, okay. See now, just like with an, an animal, if you dangle something in front of them, then we have a chance. You know, and then now we're talking. With a bachelor degree, there was nothing dangling in front of me yet. Like I didn't know this would lead to that, right? But with the masters, they're like, hey, if you go back to school, you can get this kind of money or this kind of position. There's the dangling of the carrot. Now we're running on the treadmill after the carrot. <laughs> Good to right? know. I'll, I'll keep that in mind when I want something specifically from you. I'll have to think about what carrot can I dangle. So like, you know, if I want the deluxe bodet that I have to figure out, like, what's the dangling carrot that I get beforehand? It's usually just money. So what are you going to give me money to buy you the bidet? Like there's Maybe. nothing that doesn't even, that doesn't even trade out. Maybe I... you're going to lose on that one. All right. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. So it was interesting to see though. I feel like I'll, to see how many girls have had that big of dating gaps was kind of crazy to be honest with you. And I, well, some of them, some of them are like older than me. And so I couldn't tell if they were older or younger. That's the only thing, but I assumed older, you know, like, like some of the girls, like, uh, like we're 30 or 29. I couldn't tell if it was like six years down or six years up. Right. They just said six. I don't know. But if it's six years down, I mean, that's awesome. Cause you know, why not? Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot, see, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of girls date older guys and a lot of older girls date younger guys. It's like flipped. Really? I always feel like I see that. Yeah. Like a guy going for a cougar. And then because like the younger guy, yeah. I always had it the opposite. It was always the older guys going after me. So I don't know. I don't know if I, I mean, maybe it's shifted in at some point in a generation after me, but it definitely, all my girlfriends felt like they were always getting chased by older guys too. Yeah. I mean, oh, oh so I think we we're talking about something different. You're saying like, like, okay. So you're saying that the guy goes after the girl in that situation. I agree with that. And then I think in the the girl and the guy situation, I feel like the guy goes after the older girl. Like it's like flip. Hmm, maybe. It's, I, I don't know. I have nothing to go by. I, I mean, I'm a girl, so. Me either. I've never really gone after an older woman, so I wouldn't really know. But I feel like, speaking of dating, good transition here. Most fun date you've ever been on. So we have Takeout and Mario Kart. Uh, toured my BF around area, around the area by land, air, and water. Played 36 questions to fall in love. We hung out for six hours so the place closed down, then went to Denny's to hang out even longer after that. Uh, sadly, haven't been impressed. This kind of sucks. Sushi again. Oh, no, sushi in general. Beach. Current BF was best date. Didn't explain what it was, so I don't know what the hell that was, what the point of that was. And then a private dinner. Where yeah, see, like, so I, you- want, I want somebody to tell me, like, what's that mean? Current BF is my best date. Tell me what that looks like. Give me the details that's why we i think people like some the other thing is that people uh don't have that much to write in and then sometimes they'll dm me and i do tend to forget to put the dms in these (laughs) answers that's the other thing i have to i mean i always have to respond back to people like damn i forgot this episode so i've gotten better at it but people write long stuff right now i did and i missed two but they're different so we're good (laughs) i added them in so that's why i caught myself right now but yeah, for those ones, I think that person just didn't understand the question. I don't know. They just said current boyfriend. I'm like, great. Glad that you and your current boyfriend are doing really well. That's awesome. What about you? What's your best date so far? Best date from for you that you've had and best date for you that you've given, in your opinion. Best date that I've had. 
Best date that I had was when I, I mean, I've told the story before. People are going to laugh because I told it one time in front of Maddie's mom when I was really hammered and she was, I went into way uh, too much detail and she was like, I just asked you like, what's a fun date you went on? And I told her like the whole nine years, I went like three hours into detail, right? So she was looking at me like, what a drunk idiot. Um, so yeah, I won't go in that much detail, but basically it was this Mastro's with custom, um, like custom menus and stuff like that. And I knew somebody that worked there. So my, one of my exes, uh, had that, that happen. So yeah, yeah, so that I was, was really cool. With you. I've still not been taken to Mastro's by you to this day. What do you mean? I got taken. I understand, but I said. Oh, wait, no, I took. You wait, took. I, you took. I took. I'm mixing this all yeah, up. So are. I took her I to know, Mastro's. I know, so you're right. I know exactly okay, who it right. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly why you did it. And I'm just saying. Yeah. Still on my list. And I got places. it all. Yeah, so that one I took. So been taken on. I don't really feel like I've had anything crazy. The Lakers? To be honest was that Was that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even though you, that, know, you yeah. ended up getting separated in the seating and all, but that seemed like a pretty cool No. One. No, 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 no. That wasn't uh, the one? Another, another one. Jessica took me to Lake, another, a Lake game for my birthday when Shaq's retirement jersey. Accidentally, though. <laughs> she was like, who's that? I'm like, wait, you didn't plan this? <laughs> she, no. She should have played that Like, you don't know <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> one of the best Lakers, his jersey getting retired? I was like freaking out. She's like, I don't know how that is. Um, so that was funny. That was probably the best one, actually. What about she Red took Hot to Chili game. Peppers? Oh, actually, yeah, dude. Actually, I'm forgetting. Dude, all I remember your Maybe. dates better than you do. That's not good. That's why you Maybe should. That's why, that's why you should be telling me all the juicy <laughs> stuff because I remember it. Uh, dude. I mean, that just shows you that, like, maybe, like, that's how much I forget everything. That's not. I don't good. know. That's like a pretty bad. That's a bad trait. You know, that I forget things people do for me. Uh, no, but those are both good though. So Shaq's retirement. I mean, Shaq. I feel like was like one of my. Shaq and Kobe were one of my first loves of Lakers basketball, so that one definitely is up there. And then tie for first, yes, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, one of my ex took me on that one, one was fantastic. Bucket listing for sure. So both of those. My uh, best date was somebody who I wasn't, I guess technically I really wasn't dating them. Like they were my first love, but it was years later and we were just friends. And they took me out... Um, they challenged me to eat raw. What did we just have when I was in San Diego with you? Sushi? No, it was in the shells. Uh, like a muscle? Like a, you mean like a fish? Yeah, what was Clams? It? Muscle? I don't know. What was that? Oyster? Oysters, thank you. Like oyster shooter. Yeah. So they, they took me to an oyster bar and, um, and then walked me through the famous park in Boston. I don't even know the name of it, downtown Boston, but that like, even though it wasn't, I wasn't dating this person. It was somebody that we had this weird chemistry that lasted for over 30 years and there was history there. And, you know, it was just weird. Right. But it was like one of those like Hollywood, you know, how they, like the, the chariot pulls up. It was just one of those weird oh like feelings gosh. in my body. Like, wow, this is weird. Like I'm, I'm really feeling like this person like is trying to impress me. And I just thought like it was a cool like, wow, this is really cool. Like this is this person would be a good date situation only to find out like a year later. He was like basically trying to get me to like fall for him again, like 30 years later. And I was like, oh, oh, I thought that was just us being friends. But I thought that was a really cool date. Yeah. I mean, that was a very thoughtful date, like to challenge me. That sounds awesome. It sounds pretty well planned. And the second runner up to that would be um, I dated this alcoholic for a year. In between your that's a good intro in between your father and your stepfather 
And honestly and truthfully, I dated him just because he wouldn't leave me alone. Like he literally beat me down to the point where I was like, fine, I'll go on a date with you. And then he and that's good to put out into the to the public for sure. That way, if you want to get it, you just keep on asking. Eventually, it'll happen. Hey, good to know. Nanny and Poppy. That's how they ended up together. Remember, Nanny used to always say she was she had a dentist or something that was chasing after her, and the only reason that she said yes to Poppy is because he wouldn't leave her alone. And that's and yeah. they were together for sixty something years. So I feel like yep. there's some, there could be something there. But anyway, he. Like, literally just, like, beat me down. I was like, fine. Like, I, you know, he was at a place that I always went to with my girlfriends on weekends. And he kept sending over drinks and, you know, he wouldn't stop asking. And so I said yes. So the date that was impressive with him was he took me in a helicopter ride. He wanted to impress Uncle George from Florida. So he took me and Uncle George in a helicopter ride and took us, like, all around Santa Barbara and showed us the islands and everything. And I thought that was like a pretty impressive thing to do. Yeah. Unless somebody doesn't like heights. Well, I'm petrified of heights, but I just thought that was like really cool that he was trying to like do something to impress not only myself, but my uncle. Cause my, cause in his eyes, my uncle was like my father, right? Like that was the person he needed to impress in my family. So that makes sense. And then what's the best one that you've done for somebody? I feel like I have yeah, so see? No, I really feel like I have so many. <laughs> okay. That's just a, that's no, a slight flex. No, I'm not flex. kidding. I'm like one of the most thoughtful people. Like I really try to be like, I hone in and I listen and I pay attention. And I just try to do like things that are really special. So like. Okay, just do the first one that popped in your head. Uh, It was a trip with your stepdad in Mexico. Like. Yeah. And it was just like this really like cool restaurant that we found. And I don't know. It was just like, that was like, I don't know. Like for some reason I could still remember that. Like that was one of them. And I mean, usually it's just like, I don't know, like a concert or something, you know, like, but it's like something fun. Yeah. Thoughtful. It's like, it's an experience. It's something that the person likes and like, maybe I'm not really into it, but like they are. So I'll go and like make it about, you know what I mean? Like I'll go just to be with them. Because it's their thing, like going to Red Hot Chili and join things together, you know. Yeah. Yeah, which is sick. It's it's definitely cool. So, one of the the, the one where they talked about the thirty six questions uh, to fall in love and hang out for whatever time, the one that we just read off. Yeah. Yeah. So I looked up the game, and it's literally you just click through questions and and ask each other. Um, and so I'm gonna be honest. This to me seems like the most Foo-foo game. I'm sorry if I'm going to like piss people off, but it seems like such a game that like you want somebody to like fall for you and then you just like don't talk to them after three dates. Like if somebody brought this game up, I feel like you have to be messing with me. Like you're trying to play me. In what way? I just feel like these kind of games where it's like, oh, like I'm just all about you trying to get you to know you. I just feel like, I don't know. Maybe I don't trust people. Maybe that's a problem, but. You have trust issues? Du- what? <laughs> no, I just feel like if a dude like. If like if a dude if I, a dude says he's gonna do that, I'm like, all right, like, you're trying to really like make this girl believe that you're trying to fall in love. I think most guys don't go in that trying to fall in love; they're trying to have a good date. So or trying to get in your pants. My, <laughs> yeah, so that was my opinion of like, dude, if he's trying to really take it to this level of like falling in love right off the bat, I'm like, yeah, there's something something off there. But was it the first date? Yeah. How do you know that? It says the best date. It doesn't say the first date. I took it as first. Okay, we'll see. Maybe you made I'm, an assumption. I'm, I'm putting my, I'm putting my, I'm putting my implications on there, <laughs> implying. 
from what I read, I read it. Sounded like a first date. Bam. Your brain put just it on went there. right into its own little story, yeah. and now it's all science <laughs> yeah. delivered, and you're and you're judging the crap out of the poor guy. It's like, wow. The author of the book is right here. It's already <laughs> signed. First free copy. It's already been passed down the hallway. Hell yeah, that was what I took it as. Yeah, is that if you're reading these questions, what the hell is going on? So I know if it's like multiple dates in, I think it's a cool game. I think there's that game that's uh, <laughs> suddenly you're going the other the direction. G- <laughs> I'm playing the middle ground, right? I'm doing good at playing both. I'm playing devil's advocate. Okay, let me do this. So the other side, like I've played the game, um, Are We Really Strangers? Whatever the hell that is, that one card game. So that one's cool. Um, you get to know each other and really know on a, on a personal vibe level. But I think on a first date, it's just so, so if you wait like five dates, I feel like it's a good move. Trust the dude. But if it's within three dates, there's just no way, no shot. But isn't it kind of like, I mean, I don't know if this is true or not, but what's that movie that we saw with, Justin Timberlake and the other woman. Oh, Mila Kunis is like just friends or whatever. Yeah, and it's like it's, on the third date, you know, pretty much. She like pretty much tells that the guy, the doctor, and then he's like bailing out, like he's sneaking out, and she's like, "Hey, I want to go get us coffees." <laughs> well, she gave the answer to the test before. I agree, but my point is, isn't that kind of like a similar, like, I don't know. I thought it was like it's a similar like rule of thumb. Like if you make it to the third date, you're pretty much like. You know, gonna. Yeah, well, that, that doesn't do anything with like just love game. This is how to, like it's not like at thirty six questions of how to start a date or thirty six questions of to hang out with somebody you like. It's thirty six questions to fall in love. Oh yeah, no, like, no, thirty six. That's what I'm saying. That's... Oh, I thought it was like fun little light. No, oh, yeah, I mean no. They, they start off light, but it's thirty six questions to fall in love. You're telling me on the first date, if somebody brings this up, they're trying to make you fall in love, man. This person's tr- trying to control you. I don't know about I'm fired control. Up. I think, yeah, I can see your psycho eyes coming out. <laughs> you're all holding up your phone. I wish people could see you right now. You're like, it looks like you had too much coffee and you're trying to make a point. <laughs> I am. I feel like I feel like my implication went off. My, my, I'm implying the story, and now I feel like I'm on to this person. And I feel like Detective Gobe is on the loose, and I'm, I'm on it. Stamp delivered everything. I know what's going on here. Player, boom. And I'm having a flashback of teenage Jacob trying to prove a point to me and me saying no multiple times and you just your eyes getting bigger and you just getting like louder in your voice and me just sitting there going no it's not gonna happen so well yeah exactly but this is different this is like where you know who knows what was happening but 36 questions to fall in love to me seems like a sketchy game to start off okay. with that's all i'm saying note to self. so note to self don't play that game unless it's five dates in thank you question number four well we're going we're gonna to bring it back. This is actually question number three. <laughs> Something you do to keep dating exciting. Uh, somebody said butt stuff, date nights, weekend getaways, trying new things together, weekly date nights. Somebody else said butt stuff. Buy things for the house without permission. Basically like <laughs> testing the waters of the relationship. Go on dates. Keep it up physically, but not just sexually, like holding hands, stuff like that, like, the, like physical uh, attraction almost. More dates. Fun sex, good food, travel together, get out of comfort zone together. Remember, so this is a little side story that's maybe pop it up. Remember when, um, I'm a very side story guy today, if you can't tell. Remember when you came home, I had that party for my, for graduating college. And then you, sh- you're like, Jay, come here. And on that, what was that little blackboard or whatever with the chalk or the marker? It said all the, the butt stuff things, you know? So that was Kyle. So that's what Kyle wrote in. So shout out, Kyle. Oh my God! I I'm, I swear. There, what's that about? I want to know what that's about. Like just that. I have could no be its idea. Own episode. 
he just writes about butts all the time. So that was really funny. When was I read he that, both? Because like, there were two butt stuffs in there. No, somebody else said butt stuff too. That's why I was like, okay, people were tripping. But uh, no, the other stuff was just the normal stuff. We can get away trying new things together. Hmm. Same old, same old. So what do you feel like you would do to keep dating exciting? Or go off one of the answers. I definitely feel like those were, I feel like other than the butt stuff, a lot of those things were really powerful, good, positive answers because I feel like personally, I, I'm not going to say that anybody deserves to be cheated on because that's not at all my belief system. But I do feel like we have, if we want to keep our partners happy, whether it's a man or a woman, you know, we want to stay engaged sexually. So I think that's an important piece of a relationship is the intimacy and not, not that sex is everything, but I feel like it is a way for us to connect. And when that goes out the window, at least in my experience of being on this earth for 50 years, it feels like something happens, you know, like other yeah. things die. Like, um, it, it's not just about like that, the passion dies, other things die. And before you know it, either the person's lingering you know, often going someplace with somebody else or you become those people that just, I mean, you look like you're the dead married couple, you know, you're like sitting. Like you're 70 and dating. Yeah, but you're really only like 30 or like, have you ever been in a no, restaurant? No, no, it makes it worse. Like, have you ever been in a restaurant and you just like, you know, you're doing your thing, you're with your friends, or you're with your girlfriend or whatever. And all of a sudden you look over and you just see that couple and they're like both on their phones. They're not talking to each other. The meal comes, they put their phones down and they just sit there and eat. And you're like, do they like each other? Like, are are they? No. Are they like family members or are they like husband and wife? Like they both have wedding rings on. Maybe it's just brother and sister. Like you, like I want to walk over there and be like, hey, so tell me your story. So if, well, that's something that we would do for sure. <laughs> I so would do that. But I no, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't do that unless they approached me. No, I'm not. I'm not. I would say like, I'm not saying like you would actually go like interrupt somebody's dinner. I'm saying like. If, if, if like they said, like, if somebody ran a person walked up and like, Hey, would you be willing to answer this? And they said, yes. I'd be like, Oh hell yeah. I'm going to ask them then. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm down. I want to know your story of like what's going on. And funny you say that. Cause when we were at dinner at that one place, the Italian place that we just went with Crystal Haley and all them, the dude behind us or to my right behind you, they were sitting together. And that's exactly who I just pictured right now. When you said that, like they weren't having any conversation. Dude kept looking at us, at me a bunch and was like trying to get in our, I could tell he was like trying to get in our conversation. Dude was that bored. I was like, damn, man, that sucks. I don't want to be there. I don't be sitting at a restaurant. We're just like kind of looking around, just gazing around, not enjoying myself. That would suck. And I've been there. I've been there when like I knew the relationship was over. I knew that, you know, it was doomed. And then like you're sitting there and you know that other people are looking at you and they're like, Wow, what's going on with them? I like you could just see it. People in the restaurant are like looking, and you're just like moving your food around. There's no conversation because either you're resentful or you just don't give a shit anymore. Like one of those two things is happening. So I would say for me, like now in my life, it's very important to me that my partner feels important and my partner feels valued. I feel like, and it's not a needy thing. Like I don't need to do it, but I want to do it, and I want to do it because. I want that. I want to feel valued. I want to feel like, you know, I'm somebody important in his life. So I try to just, you know, think of things all the time. Like, hey, you know, we haven't gone out to eat in a while. And, you know, why don't we go do that? And why don't we pick, you pick the restaurant this time or whatever. But for the first three or four years that Chris and I were dating, we went away every three months, every single three months. Like we would just 
go someplace. And it got to be like this really fun thing. And then we realized that we were pretty much living off of our credit cards to keep this going. Yeah, it's expensive. (laughs) And then it was like the reality check came in and then we stopped doing it. And it was like one of those, you know, reconditioning in the relationship where all of a sudden it was like, okay, well, we were going away. We're partying it up and we're having great sex. And now we're just sitting at home and we're looking at each other. So what do you want to do with this? It changes fast. It changed everything. And then we had to kind of like recommit and go, okay, what are we going to do? Like we can't afford to go and do all these things that we used to do. We really can't even afford to go out to eat. Like we were both going through some financial hardship and, you know, individually. And we had to get really savvy with it. So, I mean, it sounds silly, but we started playing like board games and we started like just doing things that were fun, that were free and fun. So to anybody that's out there, there is always, and I will say always, a way to put passion back in a relationship if you both desire that. Like if you desire to have something that's fun and, you know, light and maybe not, I'm not even suggesting sex, but all of those things, I really do think that that it's possible. I mean, I've done it myself multiple times in relationships and I think it's possible. But you have to get creative. And that's the thing. If you just don't try to put any effort into it, it's going to show up. Well, and I think also it's important to really like head, like, like put a big circle on it, bold it, underline it. Like, I think I don't want people to take that the wrong way that like both people have to be committed to that, right? Like you can't be it by yourself trying to drag the horse to the water. Like both of you have to be committed to that because if you're committed and think of all these creative ideas, that person's not into it. It's over. Like, I'm sorry, it's just done. So you can't you can't pull it. You can't do everything that you can um, to fix that kind of stuff. No, and it's funny that you're even saying this because about six months ago, maybe four, I'm terrible with this stuff. Chris and I, you know, we, we literally said like, okay, we can't be going away all the time, right? Like this is not going to happen, right? We started doing it a little bit and we were like, okay, yeah, we got to rein this back in. So we made the decision that we were kind of getting flat again in our relationship. Like, you know, it was starting to get, we were playing cards every night with the kids, you know, silly stuff, watching movies. It was like, okay, well, and I just looked at him one night and I said, I don't know how to say this without hurting your feelings. Cause it's not necessarily you, but I'm bored. Like I'm truly bored. I don't, I'm not, Damn. I'm not feeling like when I come here, I don't get excited. And his response was, what do you want to do with that? And I said, I really think that we need to recommit to doing something about our relationship being fun. So we made the agreement that we would trade off coming up with date night and that we would do it every other weekend. Cause for him, he has his kids every other weekend. Well, I made, we picked three things. We both put down on a piece of paper, three things that we wanted to do, like a bucket list thing or a wish list thing. Okay. I did the first thing. I, I, I took his thing and I was like, all right, cool. And I made it a whole date and it was like cool and awesome. His turn came and guess what? He forgot. Yeah. So then that's what I'm saying. If you don't have something that's committed, then it's, uh, it's not going to go anywhere. So the difference is old Tina would have been like, oh my God, I'm not important. Like he doesn't give a shit about me. I would have been holding a resentment. New Tina's like, hey dude, we had this commitment. Are you still committed? Do you want to do this? Was this just something I drew up in my head? And he was like, no, shit, how, like, oh my God, I can't believe I let that drop off my radar. I'm like, cool, so let's go back to that. And he was like, yeah, let's do that. That was a month ago. <laughs> so yeah. it came up tonight. He was like, hey, we don't have the kids this weekend. What do you want to do? And I was like, you know what I would love to do? He's like, what? And I was like, I would love for you to come up with a date for this weekend because it's your turn. And he was like, 
damn it, how did I do that? So I don't believe that it's personal. I know that he has a really bad memory, so I don't take it personal. But I think it's one of those things that it really is work to keep a relationship kind of fiery and, you know, hot and passionate and fun and light and friends. I mean, truly friends. Well, yeah, it's not easy. And I think that's where you were talking about it goes, you know, you have the honeymoon phase, then everything dies off. And then I feel like you got to level it out, right? You see the very high of it after the honeymoon phase is done, you get to the very low of it. And then it kind of usually stables out. Um, and so that's where you kind of got to control things and know like, where does this like day to day, where is this going to be at? The honeymoon phase is we're going to see it. That's going to be your best times. The drop off of that would be your worst time. So like, where is this going to fall in the line in the middle of like, is it, you know, is it going to be worth it? Is like, am I cool with where the line ends? Um, and then for creative ideas, I think it's also important to take into account like what you guys both like to do or an agreement on um, like, you know, this is what I like to do. This is what you like to do. We can switch off doing that. It's just what, what you're willing to put in time-wise, you know, and I think that's a big thing. And I also saw a tweet that's, that intrigued me the other day. And it said, like, just because you say you love me doesn't mean I feel loved by you. And I thought Ooh. that was a pretty interesting quote. I like that. I like that a lot. And didn't somebody yeah. say in your answers about, um, what was it, like, doing new things? Or there was, there was something in your answer that you said. Getting out of your comfort zone together? Yeah. I, I really like that. I like the idea of that. I don't know. I don't know how much I would like it in true, you know, reality, but because it would depend. Like if you're going to put me in some like, you know, tank with some freaking alligator or something, I'm not sure how much I would love that. But, you know, like something that I would I would like to consider doing because I tend to be a little bit more on the safe side, you know, in the conservative yeah. side. So I wouldn't mind somebody like stretching me a little bit in that area. But I think that's a, that's a nice way to also get each other to kind of experience new things, you know? I saw another funny one too when I was on uh, Twitter that said, you don't know it's real until you travel together. Like Ooh. how do you, like how you travel together is interesting because yeah, like that takes a lot, right? It's like you're kind of managing a lot of things going on. It kind of creates chaos. Like, like you can travel by yourself and it's chaotic. You know what I mean? So like traveling with somebody, you really see like how people get when they're under stress, you know? Well, I will tell you, I didn't travel a lot with your father, but I, I would say that we traveled well together. We did a trip with you when you were little, little, all the way up to Oregon to pick up grandpa. Your stepdad, I mean, seriously, like nothing against him, but the dude, like he somehow always had like twice the amount of clothes that I had. And I was the woman in the relationship. And oh yeah, I packed he, nothing. And he was like the guy that never wanted to ask for directions. So if we were like road tripping, I mean, we would get into a fight almost every single time in the car. So that was really hard for me. But for some reason, that's the one thing that like I really value about Chris and I. We travel really well together. Like the only it's time important. that we have issues is when it comes down to picking food. Yeah, I mean that's at the end of the day, like that's one of you guys to make a decision. But I yeah. think it's important to see those stresses between each other and how you handle stress, right? Because travel stress, work stress, you know, like uh, family stress, all of it's stress. It doesn't really matter. You're all going to handle it kind of similarly. The situations are different, but being able to handle stress together, I think is a really important thing and showing up for each other. Well, and the other thing I would say too, that would be like a nice little um, tool to consider is when there is stress involved, whether it's road trip or whatever, like come up with some sort of an agreement beforehand. Like if you know you're like, 
you're going into a situation where one of you is going to visit the other person's family and, and like I used to get triggered when your grandfather would come up, you know, my dad, the few years he was yeah. in my life. So we had an agreement, like if there was a certain level I got to in my way of being, of being stressed out or you could just tell, right? Like when somebody's not okay, Tony yeah. would just like remove me from the situation. Like he would just, he would just extract me in some really like nonchalant way where it wasn't obvious. And I think that that's an important piece because like when I went on this road trip through those four states recently, I was going with my boyfriend's ex-wife and his two kids and his ex-wife didn't really care for me. So I was a little stressed about that and not like I cared that she didn't care about me, like that she didn't like me, but it was more like, what is she going to throw at me? You know? Um, so yeah. we came up with an agreement and it was just like, we had an agreement that we would agree to say, I need a check-in and I, you know, and then can you be present for me to check in with you? And the other person would say yes or no. And they had to be honest. And he said no a couple of times. Like, no, I can't. I'm stressed. I'm trying to get us to the next point. So I feel like if you guys can either come up with like a, a code word or an, a system, you know, where you just help each other out and support each other through that kind of stuff, it's going to make for a better outcome for you in the long run. Because eventually you're going to be removed from that situation, whatever that situation is. And then you guys got to deal with each other. Yeah. And that's never fun when, you know, one person feels like they weren't supported. The other one you know, maybe is kind of feeling blindsided because they're like, what the hell are you talking about? But if you guys have this agreement, I feel like it's always kind of one of those things that you, you do your best to try to support each other. And to me, that's what this is all about, right? I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's about supporting your relationship to grow and to stay together and to stay, I don't know, I don't want to say friends, but to just stay interesting and, and stay supportive. Upbeat. Yeah, I mean, and to kind of cap it off on, on this one, I think... I, I just saw a bunch of quotes this week. I don't know why. I just kept popping up my feed. Um, another one said, like, a true relationship is, like, taking turns of supporting each, uh, the other when they're at their worst, right? It's not like me always supporting the person when they're down because I feel like I'm always freaking supporting you and that you're the one that has problems and that my problems aren't met, right? It's like switching off, like, meeting somebody at their low point and helping them um, and trading off and, and really showing up for each other. So I do that, think that's a really important thing. Uh, so speaking of that, we do have another question with, do you believe in soulmates? So this got a resounding yes. I mean, there's just a bunch of yeses across the whole thing. Everybody said yes to this. Uh, one person said no. So that person kind of is the party pooper of the whole group. And then a lot of people said yes, and they said many soulmates. Many? Many. Platonic or relationship-wise, whatever it is, mm. um, that it can be many soulmates. Some people have friends. They can be friend soulmates. Lover soulmates that there's like a bunch of soulmates in your life. I would say in that context, I would agree with that. I mean, I've come across strangers in my life and I know this sounds kind of weird, but like I seriously like I'm walking up on this person. They don't seem familiar to me physically. I start talking to them and it's weird. Like there's something going on. Like I can feel them in my heart and like, I know them and suddenly like they seem familiar to me and it's weird. Like I've never met them before. Or I've had situations where I've been someplace and I walk by somebody in like another country and I'll look and I swear to God that I know this person. Like I've talked to them. I could tell you what, you know, their favorite color was or something. And I've never seen them in my life. So I do think that there is something around that, around soulmates and connection. And, you know, whether or not we end up landing with it, right? 
who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think that's like the typical love story, right? You see movies written about it. It's like, you know, they start dating this person and they break up and they feel it's their soulmate, but they're with somebody else, right? And then always like that movie would end in like, you know, them both being married or something like that. That's like the typical drama. Um, for me, I never really thought into soulmates. I do believe in it, so I would agree with a yes. I wouldn't say no, but I just never think into it that much, I feel like. I don't take it like... um well, I, I feel like it's like destined to be. I feel like eventually like things will happen the way it's supposed to happen. So I guess that kind of matches that same thing. But I don't think I've ever met somebody where I was like, oh my gosh, can't live without you. This is the one. See, I don't know if I would even like, okay, so that's interesting. Because for me, like soulmate is not like I can't live without you for me. It's more... Like a I, natural connection of like never, like, like never leaving. Yeah, because like there's it's, it's like, like this feeling like I know you and I don't know how I know you. Like it, like like I've had it in a love relationship where like when we've gotten down to that intimate point of having sex, it's weird. Like it wasn't sex. It was not just making love. It wasn't ecstasy. It wasn't passion. It was like okay, I've done this with you before. Like literally, I felt like okay. And it's one of those like, okay, you need to, we, we need to, we're not doing this. I got to go. Like, cause it's so eerie of a feeling, like a physical feeling of like, okay, we've been together before. Like, I know we've been together before. And then it's just, you know, to go through that and then not have it work out, you know, and in this case it was your stepdad. I mean, it was, it was, I'll never forget that first night. I was like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely I don't know. I feel like most people probably don't have that where they're like, that's how they meet their soulmate or feel that way. I think people probably just said it as like, if they believe in it on more of just a lower level than that. Yeah. But I also, like, but I feel like you also have, so I know this is getting a little deep, but I believe in prior lives. Like I think we have past lives. I really do believe that as a soul. And I think we move you're on. You're starting this one up. Right. So I feel yeah. like when I had that experience, I don't know if I would call it a soulmate, but I do feel like I was with that person in a prior life kind of thing. You know, like, I don't know if that's a soulmate. It's not I don't a know. soulmate. Like, no. I don't know what that means, but it means, like, there was some weird A soulmate connection. is this life. Like, this life, true. I crossed by, that's what I'm taking it as. That's where I'm right. I'm doing another implication. <laughs> Book, signed, sealed, delivered. We're not doing this prior life crap on this episode, okay? We're not doing that. We're not starting up that game. We're not starting up that engine. You're trying to start it up right now and get this whole thing of you, like, being psychic and, and prior lives psychic. and you were a witch. No, not, we're not doing that right now. I'm not, we're not any doing of that, those things. Okay? I'm not. I'm saying the, the soulmate thing was <laughs> as simple as do you believe in soulmates? Yes. Yes or no. And then, you know, have you walked by somebody and felt that way? None of this. I knew this person for a prior <laughs> life in New Hampshire. And then that person I met in Georgia or whatever the heck's going on right now. <laughs> All right. What about I saw they, you starting it up. What if they tell you that you have a uh, twin someplace? How does that work? What's that about? Is that a soulmate you, kind of thing? Like, oh, if I've, somebody tells you you have a biological twin, I was at that celebration of life for my friend's oh. mother. And I swear to God, and I'm not kidding, more than one person. And these people are in their 70s and 80s. More than one person told me that they've met me. They've spoken to me and that they know that we've been together, like hanging out. And I was like, I'm 50 years old, people like you guys are all and, in your and 70s them and, 80s. and them being 70 or 80 doesn't maybe just get you to think it about like maybe that they're person, older it wasn't the same table it was weird like and they were like i can't place you but i know i 
like you I've met you here before and I was like we're at the Elks Lodge I've never been to the Elks Lodge in Oceano in my entire life so you're putting in a second gear right now you didn't just start the engine now you're putting it in drive <laughs> Is that what we're doing? saying, is that a soulmate? No, no, no. You're putting it in drive right now. Uh, no. You're saying in this lifetime, you're saying in this lifetime it has to happen. So I'm just saying, if somebody thinks that I'm that familiar, because they literally said, well, then you must have a twin. Like, and Dude, I was if like, they're 80 years old, I bet you I could walk in there and I look familiar. Okay? Now, if some 30-year-old people, if they're all 30 and they walk by you and they're like, you look familiar, then we can have that conversation. But until you get somebody that's below the age of 70... No shot. Oh, yeah, because according to what we heard at dinner this week, 70 is really old. Or not yeah, really it old. It's just old. I agree with Haley. 60 okay. is old. Which, by the way, shout out. I just want to say Chelsea, Haley, Crystal. Loved having yeah. dinner with you. That was so fun. Thank you for singing birth- happy birthday to me, even though my son wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for you girls. So thank you. And that's it. Did you just give a shout out? That your first shout out? It's my first shout out. Well done. Uh huh. I know. And they well, not even it. planned. Just took it over. Just really, just did it. You're really so that. Yeah, we're in third gear now. Great. Putting it more in drive. Here we go. Eventually, it's going to be don't quit your day job with Tina Piazza, and I'll be the co-host. Here we go. All right. So I did put out um, as she's dying of laughter that <laughs> the if we need questions of the week or not, and everybody said yes. Like there was like forty yeses, and then we get three questions. Like, people, you can't say yes. And I was like, I put yes or, like, already asked them all. You know, like, already asked all the questions. And they give us three questions. I'm like, okay, well, dude, you people got to figure it out. So I'm going to keep doing it because everybody said yes and whatever. But I'm Everybody, saying our that. whole four people said yes. I like that. Wait, four? Is that what you just said? Four people said, said 40. Oh, I thought you said four. I was like, four no. people said yes. No, otherwise I would just stop doing it. No, the popular <laughs> said yes to the thing, and then we got three questions. So I was like, "Okay, where are all the other 40? Hello, people. Hi. What are you doing? Hey, just because they say yes doesn't mean they should be put on the spot. I mean, they, you know, it might, it might take Ask time. Ask a damn question if you say yes. That's what we're saying just now. Just so we're clear, Jacob has psycho eyes again. So I don't know what's going yeah. on, but I think me going into third gear or whatever the hell he was talking about, I think it might have like Tilted it. done something. I saw the previous live comment coming up from like at least a mile away. I mean, I could have been like in left field of Dodger Stadium and you could have been right field. And I felt it coming from across the stadium. I felt it. And I was like, oh, we're going there. Wait, does that make us soulmates then? Even though like we're yes. son, and, son and mother. I mean, does that mean I feel like I've met you before. Yeah. You even on the so Zoom familiar. call. Yep. Yep. You do. You look familiar. My grandma looks familiar. Everybody looks really familiar these days. And that's awesome. Honestly, I can call you all family. So that'd be nice. So on to questions of the week. If you were, this is actually a good one, funny one, random. If you were going to date a mermaid, would you want the bottom half or the top half to be human? That's freaking well thought out. Okay, but that's for impressed. you. A mermaid is a female. I'm not a lesbian. And it- Ooh, why? What? Okay, a merman, whatever. A mermaid or merman? Well, you said mermaid. Okay, well, that was the question, but I'll say merman then. Okay, merman. well, merman, I mean, I don't give a crap. I'm going to say it. Well, I, I'm going to say bottom, but I want to, if it's the bottom that has what I need, I want the bottom. If it's, Yeah. Okay. Because if it's not, then. The anatomy of the body is the same. What do you mean? If it's a is merman. It? How do know, mermaids okay. have sex? That's what I want to know. Okay. Now you're getting into a way different conversation. I'm just saying. Do I don't know what's down there. I haven't like flipped open the fins or whatever the hell they okay. have. You, you've seen a mermaid though, right? Yes, it's like so the one bottom. Body. The bottom half is the fish, the top half is human. 
Oh, well, then I guess she has I the have boobs to... and the face. Well, yeah, so I have to then you're the saying top. I have to go with the top. For a man. So um, I, for a merman, do you want the bottom half of the I'd top? I'd have to go half with to the human? top because I would want to be. Wait, top... no, 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 no. That's not what they said. Not do you want the top half to be human or the bottom half? It was do you want to date the bottom or the top half? What do you? Okay, like if you're gonna have a relationship with a mermaid or a merman, I don't know. Like that's it. Yes. Which do you want the top or the bottom half to be human? Oh, to be human. I didn't hear the part where it was to be human. I thought it said, do you want to date the top or the bottom part? No. Top or bottom half to be human. So a mermaid, human top, fish bottom. Would you want a human top, fish bottom, or a fish top, human bottom? No. Human top. Because I can cover up the bottom. I got confused. Sorry, I'm 50 years old. What Wait. do you want from me? I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. So to being you get old. confused at 50, and then you're gonna believe these 80 year olds that they met you in a previous life? Well, I'm just confused because I've been working all day. Just want to throw it out there. But so you, I mean, then you. So basically, cover up the you're insulting. I don't even understand what you're doing right now. Let's just move on. What's your answer? Old, old people. Uh, my mine's obviously the mermaid is good the way it is. Top half. Okay. Bottom I would half agree fish, with you. top I, half mermaid. I saw that coming from a mile away. I knew you were going to say well, yeah, that. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want a fish top. Fish top seems weird. He's talking you... to fish all the time. I've talked to. Uh, I mean, I've talked to animals before. You talk to animals also, but either way, but mermaid kissing a fish face and it's just yeah, no, nah, not doing it. No, fish not breath. Ooh. No. Um. If if you could time travel, where would you go? Oh, see that one's a good. That was a really good one. So I I didn't I I took it as like what era would you go to? That's what I took it as. Yeah. Like time travel, like I don't, I don't feel like they would say like what place you would go to, right? Like time travel, like where would you go? I'm no, assuming like, like era, yeah. What year? What decade? Right. I I'm I'm still working on the you know feeling old tonight. So you answer this one first, Will, I think. So for me, I think I mean it depends, like. I, I felt like I've, well, I've been alive since 95, obviously. So never really did the 90s. I feel like the 80s would probably have been cool to live through. They were so cool to live through. So that would be my answer, the 80s. Really? I time travel to the 80s. Do you want to like, do something else? Like another completely like different century? or? Hell no. I'm not trying to freaking stab lions and coyotes trying to eat food. No, I don't want to go back to barbarian times. I definitely don't want to go to times pre-electronics. That sounds like just inefficient. So keep me in that realm of at least some sort of electronics and TV and stuff. I think because I've, I really feel like I have this feeling that I've got something to give back to the world. I think I would have wanted to be like in a, in the sixties or like maybe even no, like the sixties, early sixties. Cause I feel like that was like all about like, you know, getting into the hippie stage and also like women were starting to get, you know, their voices and be heard. I just think that would be a cool time to go. But then I also like the Victorian kind of era. Like there's something about like the way that everything was back then. I don't know when that was. I'm terrible with history. I don't know what, years they were either specifically i couldn't tell you but just the it was like early era. 1900s is it like couldn't even try couldn't even yep, think his, about it history ah. is not our thing so i got passed down okay so then victorian era <laughs> hey, I and the history 80s. in school i just want you to know i hated it um uh, okay and the last one was thoughts on long distance relationships 
put it by uh, my cousin Trisha. I feel like um, you really need to be two strong people if you're going to make that work. I've done them. I've done them several times in my life, and I feel like um, temptation is very big in them. You know, the temptation to to bail out because something better comes along or the story gets in your mind that you're alone for so long, right? Whatever it is, um, they're really hard. I mean, that's the thoughts on it for me. And so I, if you're going to do it, I, I'm not going to say don't do it. But in order to do it, I feel like you really, really, really need to understand what it takes and to be committed to each other. And if it's, you know, one or two years, somebody's going to school, I'm sure it's doable. Yeah, I, I think I think commitment's huge. I think, um, you know, like like a plan. You know, that's the thing. I, I think for me, if I saw long distance, I feel like, if there was a, like more of a plan of like, okay, like you're like military, you're going away for a year or two school or like a work trip for a year. You know, if it's something where it's like, you know, it, it's like, I just have to count down the days. That's fine. But if it's like, Hey, I'm moving here and who knows how long this is going to be for. Um, I think that's a bit harder. Cause then, like you said, you need that commitment. You're not seeing each other that much. That's where temptation comes into play. And this is a lot of, mind stuff going on and i feel like you gotta be really 100 percent into it and i just think it's hard it's hard to have that commitment and time without that physical energy being around each other yeah i would say that that's a real no i feel like that's a real thing i mean i think the part that we don't realize or maybe recognize when we're going through life is how much we truly need connection like not just physical but emotional and so, yeah. you know, that commitment around long-term or long-distance relationships is really got to be around making an effort, like really making an effort to stay engaged, connected, you know, with whatever you've got going on, where, why, whatever the reason is that you're apart from each other, that your relationship has to be just as important as that thing that you're going to try to do to, to stay, you know, committed to as well, so... I think a big thing also to kind of cap this one off is that it also has to, you know, not like be a benefit, but it can't be like a, a negative, right? I think that as soon as it starts becoming more of a hassle than it is a positive, I think people are going to start bailing off the ship, right? If it starts slowly sinking, I think people see the writing on the wall. And so I think it's just hard to keep up that constant positivity um, from being that far away. You know, you got to really make a lot of efforts and try. And I think it's really easy for it to start going downhill just for anybody. You can be the best person relationship, but just long distance is hard. Yeah, it is. And my hairdresser, um, you know, I've been seeing her for, I don't even know, 10 years or longer. And she and her fiance were living here, you know, engaged. And um, he got an opportunity for his business where he grew up in Oregon. So he took off, I think it was before COVID, been maybe two years. And I just saw today, she posted on Facebook, he does something with trees, tree trimmer or tree something. And somehow, some way, he got, he had an accident while he was up in a tree and like straight up, like his brother saved his life. Like he was pretty much going to be a goner and it's somehow his brother like grabbed him or caught him or something. And he was in the ICU and she's here in Thousand Oaks, California, and he's in freaking Oregon. And I just thought about that. Like I thought about that moment of like the distance, right? She's, you know, we've got COVID going on, so she can't go to him even if she wants to. She's got kids here. She's got a business here. And I was just like. Stressful. Yeah. Like, 
you know, and, and we've talked about it while she's been cutting my hair and I'm like, and you know, her plan has always been to go up there, like to leave here and give up everything here and go up there. And I'm, I just tell her all the time, I'm like, I just, like, I commend you. And she's like, oh, it, you have no idea how hard it is because there's so many times that I think to myself, there's so many better people out there. He's going to meet one and, I, and I'm gone because I'm here and they're there. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that's a real thought. You know? It is 100%. Like you have to be really confident in long distance. You have a lot of trust, right? So I just feel like if you're somebody that doesn't have trust in somebody, if you're not confident in yourself, you start asking a lot of questions and it just becomes kind of a rocky road to go down. You know, you kind of like push that, you know, marble down, down the row and then it just becomes negative. So overall, my take is that they're hard and they can be worth it. But I feel like there's certain things that usually make it easier, right? Like you said, if you have a, a kids already, if it's for a job, right, better living situations, those make it easier. For people that are graduating high school, or you're still in school, that that's a little tougher because you just don't know. I mean, you could be, say, like we're both in Thousand Oaks and graduate high school. We go to different colleges. That doesn't mean that we can't also then go get jobs somewhere else. And then it's like there's no plan to come back to each other. We're just long distance all the time. So, yeah, long distance already I think is tough, and I usually am probably against it. Um, but then in certain situations, I'm like really, really against it. When I was, uh, I think I was 19 years old and I was doing a long distance relationship with my then what I thought was going to be the love of my life. The guy that I was 15 and he was 21 and I moved out to California when I was 18 and I left him and you know, he found me in California. I mean, I swear to God, it's like a, like a true love story. If I wrote this out as a book, people would be like, Oh my God. Well, the funny thing is we had this long distance relationship going. He lived in Vegas. I lived in Carpinteria. And this is the kind of temptation that you face when you're in a long distance relationship. I'm out at with friends one night at a restaurant and this um, Chippendales guy comes walking up to me here in Carpinteria. Yeah. And he walks over and he's like talking to all of us. And I'm hanging out with my gay friends at the time, guys. And I'm thinking he's coming over to hit on them or whatever, right? And he slips me his phone number and walks away. And I'm just like, and I look at my two gay friends and I look at, and I look up at the sky and I'm like, come on, you've got to be kidding like a me. Test. Like this dude was like beautiful and he was nice and he was kind and he wasn't arrogant. Like he wasn't trying to, he just wanted, he's like, can I take you out to dinner? And he just slipped me the number and he walked off and I just thought to myself like, okay, this is true love right here. Like I genuinely love this person enough that this is what I'm going to do. And I, I just crumpled the number up and threw it away. But I, to this day, yeah, I wonder. it takes a lot of commitment. Because I didn't end up staying with that person. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what would have happened if I would have. <laughs> well, that's the thing also. I think then, like, once the relationship starts going negative, you start thinking back to that moment. Then you get resentment, right? There's so many factors that go yeah. into play. Like, yeah. like you, the, you like your next fight, that's probably the first thing you thought of. Like, <laughs> dude, I could have, you know, it's like, then you're pissed off. And this person's like, why are you so angry? It's like, because I could have been with that person. And then it, it just... It doesn't go well from there. It's just better to just like, you know, if you feel that way, if you have that temptation, either one, crumple it and forget about it and never bring it up and get mad or just don't do it. End it and then go with Mr. Chippendales or how you call them. <laughs> and before we hang up, I do have to, I want our listeners to know that we're both smart and educational if we don't know something. So the Victorian era was 1837 to 1901. No, nah, I'm good. I just wanted everybody to know that. So I feel complete. Good, yeah, 1800s would not be it. And the first year of 1900, or second, first two years of 1900 uh, would definitely not be it. So, yeah, keep me in the 80s or just 90s. 90s would be cool, too. Kind of 
I, I had a good time with that. So that'll be it, though. We uh, hit the hour and three mark right now. Every time we get dating topics, usually run high and good responses. So this might be the one that we have to start asking more of. Switch it up, obviously, like usual, but asking more of again people involved. But of course, appreciate the support. Uh, have a good weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.